My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. It's time we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back to Conservative Daily. It's, uh, we're 83 days. We have 83 days to the election, and everything is the same as it was in 2020. Now, many of you would say, well, Joe, it's not the same. Everything's not the same. It's, it's totally different now. And I would argue with you that it 100% is the same. <laughs> We're still dealing with BS. See, I was going to cuss. I'm glad I didn't cuss. I didn't cuss. See? You see what I just did there? I did not cuss. I appreciate that. So let's go through it a little bit, shall we? We have all the information. We have all the data. Everything. We have all the information that shows the fraud in 2020. We have the dog pile of stuff that they've come out after me and others. And I say me because, look, I'm not in the middle of doing an election. Uh, I'm not in the middle of doing a uh, audit. I'm not even, you know, I give a lot of people advice. I'm working on, on system architecture stuff related to Dominion and ESNS. And I, I talk to, in my secret, secret environment. I talk to people that are county clerks and recorders about things, and I'm talking to Dominion employees and ESNS employees, and I'm doing everything I can to stay and help and say, well, what about this? And think about this. And here's what the, here's what you probably should consider. Um, but other than that, the, the only reason that they would attack me is because I am consistently talking about election fraud, and they want to discredit me directly. They want to write articles about me that are completely false and fabricated so that people will stop listening to what I'm saying about the election machines. And I think that has a lot more to do with all the other information that we're, we're collecting that seems like a bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. Yeah, we're going to have Greg Phillips on. Hopefully he still gets a chance to come on. But I was listening to some of his interviews that he had before, and I got to watch all of the pit. You know, the thing that they had last weekend, you walk through the different tools, and the tools are great. And the information that came out in the uh, 2,000 mules was, was amazing. You know, I went to bat. I went to bat during all of this with the, the idea when uh, Harry Hirsch, Hirsch came out and said that the data is not good within 100 feet, and you can't tell. 
And you have stuff like uh, millions of minutes of video, and you've got GPS markers, and you've got all this other stuff. And, and frankly, I'm just I'm disappointed because you, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again, that we have all this information, and I've seen the information. I've seen the, the mathematical and scientific data related to where the fraud exists, and somehow we're still talking about China. And maybe to the benefit of China, that would be true. But I can't help but look at all of this information and go, what is wrong with us? Why can't we just collectively come to the same conclusion based on the information we're seeing and go, it's in the machines? That you can't have election fraud without mail-in ballots. Oh, excuse me. You can, but you can't mass produce it. You can't produce millions and millions of ballots that are fraudulent that are able to influence elections on a state-by-state -state level. It could not happen. It would cut down and eliminate a lot of the transparency issues that we have as a country. It would also allow, if you just got down to solving the problem and restoring public trust, it would eliminate a lot of the trust issues that we, that we face today. But they are digging their heels in. County clerks are still meeting. By the way, the Colorado County Clerks and Recorders met by or, or led by Matt Crane, the piece of garbage that's, that is moonlighting, the, the, the so-called Republican, the rhino, met with all the county clerks and recorders and had their little hoorah-rah, a meeting of all county clerks and recorders across Colorado in Salida, Colorado, hometown of, guess who, Eric Coomer. Well, that's funny. Why would they choose Salida to have that event? And the who's who, the Beckers of the world, went and spoke to these people. And some of the videos and information that came out of that area was astounding because they're giving each other awards. The most Save Democracy Award amongst their little group that were just saving democracy. And they hand out these awards to everyone. And some of the county clerks and recorders that are there are coming back to me and saying, Joe, you have no idea how bad it is. These people are literally creating a cabal. Now, this is just Colorado we're talking about. And we've talked about stuff happening in, in West Virginia and in Georgia and Texas. Now we have information about Florida that seemingly, if you just do the math, looks like they're going to try and steal an election away from DeSantis. You know, I'm actually not, I'm not overly frustrated. I'm not, I'm not, uh, this isn't a lack of hope. But, but the amount of, of just sit down, wait for it, we, you know, now you see credibility being given back to the FBI when they don't have any credibility to be given back to, and they're not solving the problem. Why are we not solving the problem? Why is it that this many people cannot recognize Captain Obvious of what needs to do in order to solve these problems? Why is that? Why is it that now we take an organization, which, by the way, has been borderline bankrupt, if not for U.S. money, and we've now handed over a new election division to that organization, which can't stay profitable? And that, by the way, the biggest bloated line for the USPS is pensions. Just like teachers' unions and, and uh, pensions on the state level, they're bankrupt. 
They, they will not be able to sustain the pensions that they put out there for the USPS. So every year they come back to the federal government and they're like, you need to give us more money. People are like, well, that is government. No, it's not. Mr. Producer, put this up. Mark Elias, he, he thinks that they've got it all figured out. U.S. Postal Service created a new dedicated division to handle election mail. The election and government mail services are part of an effort to effectively deliver mail-in ballots to voters and election offices in advance of the 2022 midterm elections. They are literally creating another system of which to steal your voice. They have stolen your voice at every level and in every part of it. And instead of actually just simplifying it and making it easier for you to vote, here's what they do. They just decide, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make it more confusing, add another layer to it, and just hope to God that nobody recognizes that the sophistication of this is just to move the weenie around just a little bit more, move the ball around a little bit more so that nobody can see the problem. And in the middle of all of it, we, we wait on bated breath. We, we stand there and we're like, we just got to wait, 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 wait. No, we got this. We got, we got this. No, they're going to win. It's finally, this is going to come out. We're going to finally get justice. Look, if you're not going to get justice with, with Hunter Biden, us sitting on the sidelines is not going to get justice for the election system being stolen. They have one of two problems. Number one, they either do not have the Constitution, they do not have the moral character, the fiber, the, the, the courage to stand up, or they're complicit in the behavior. Because there is no way, Democrat or Republican, that you can sit there and stand up and not have a debate about whether or not the election's been stolen and tell me it hasn't been stolen based on all the evidence we have. Talk about Georgia, West Virginia, Colorado, Nevada. And, and we're, we're almost at that point where... We're like, we've exhausted all the remedies because it takes too long to go through the judiciary and nobody wants to speed it up. And in the middle of all that, they pass a bill to spend trillions of dollars or a trillion dollars with the, the Inflation Reduction Act. Let's print more money in hopes that that actually drives down inflation, which by the way, mathematically speaking, drives up inflation. Let me be Captain Dum Dum for a minute. You have legislators that are unaffected by the decisions they make. They can give themselves a 17, 18, 19% budget increase, which is what Congress did back in November of 2021. Because we're, we just, it's too expensive. But you and I, we, we have to plow the fields. We have to do the stuff that's necessary in order to protect our families. And that means tightening your belt, getting rid of debt, facing layoffs. And the people that don't face that are people that work for the government. They are on purpose choking out the American dream. And yet we sit back and do nothing. We talk about the fact that, oh, yeah, these agencies are going to do some good work. KJP said she literally said live on CNN that we need to see how the bill goes after we pass it. They said the same thing about, by the way, just so you know, Obamacare. Let's pass the bill and then we'll figure out what's in it. And when we finally figured out what's in it, your bills went up by 300% within two years. And what is it today? The average household spends $1,200 a month in health care coverage. No, I'm sorry, sick care coverage because it doesn't keep you healthy. And we haven't even started talking about this. I'm disgusted by all the political pundits and people out there that expect us to just sit by and wait. You were born at a time such as this because God put you here so that you could stop this madness. And let's walk through it, though. Let's walk through it. And by the way, I'm okay with it because all we have to do is stand up and say, no. Get to the place where you finally are like, no. 
No, I'm not going to do this anymore. But when you do all of your budget items in your home, you're like, okay, I make 100 grand a year. <laughs> Let me do the math for you right now, right? They make you fight to get any of your dollars back. So your federal income tax is on the average what? 30%? Can we say 30%? Yeah, we can call it that. All right, so we got 30%. 30% federal tax. So you're down to 70 grand. I'm doing the math for you, by the way. I'm going to do the math for you. You got 70 grand. You went from 100 to 70. Now, it, you have your property tax on your home. What's that? You say it's another 5,000? 7,000? 5,000? Probably seven. All right. We'll say five just because we'll be nice. If you're in Texas, it's like 12. Okay? So let's say 5,000. So we're, we're down to 65,000. By the way, 35% is gone. <laughs> now, we already know Social Security is bankrupt. Now, I'm going to do some other math for you, too. You're not going to like this math. But on top of, by the way, the 30% the that you pay to the government, your employer has to write them a check for 7.5% of your money. So the government, just to hire you, has to contribute $7,500 to your Social Security. Did you guys know that? Who knew that? Anybody know that? Anybody, anybody on here know that? So you, every employee, if you make 100 grand, has, the, the employer has to write a check, a VIG, to the government to hire you because you're their slave. See, you, you're owned by the government. The government owns you. The government gets to decide that if somebody hires you, you're hiring one of their assets. I'm sorry, you're a slave. You belong to the government. And if you think I'm kidding, on top, just so you know, you have a you have a unemployment or excuse me, a self-employment tax is fifteen percent because normally it's seven and a half percent you have to pay into into FICA, and it goes to fifteen percent if you're self-employed because you have to pay also the government for the benefit of actually hiring yourself in order to do work. See, this is how dumb the system is. And I said that we're, we're in the same place as we were in 2020. We're in the same place we were in, in 2000. We're, we're like the, we're the, we're the frog that's being boiled. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to talk about this stuff all the time. All the time he used to talk about it. He's like, what, what are we doing? Glenn Beck talks about it a little bit. We're so focused in on, you know, the, the wrongs that they do on one person, the fact that we have a system that is completely corrupt, that we're missing the big part of the puzzle, which is you're a slave. We're 65000 I'm not done yet. State tax. How much is state tax? State and local tax? 5%? I know it's here. It's 5%. 5%? Some states don't have it. So we're going to say 3% on the average. Three. Take another 3000 you're down to 62000 Okay. You spend on the average, let, let's say you drive 1,000 uh, miles a month. Now, is that accurate, you think? 1,000 miles a month? Mm -hmm. There are people who do that. All right, so 1,000 I mean, miles a month. I, well, people do I, more. I, I do more. Yeah, yeah, you easily do more. So 1,000 miles a month, your car gets 20 miles per gallon, right? Is that right? Yeah, so that's fair. You got 50 gallons. So you spend about 
50 gallons, $4 a gallon, $200 a month in gas. Right? Is that right? Think about it, right? I mean, that's right math, but you think it's $4 a gallon? I mean, I spend more than that, but. <laughs> All right. So, so let's say that that's true. It's $200 a month. You have uh, $2,400. $2,400 a month in gas or a year in gas. And let's say half of that is taxes. You're like, Joe, half is not taxes. Uh, okay. Yes, it is. On one side or the other, it is taxed. Now, I haven't even started talking about the tax you go when you go to grocery store. It's 8% on everything that you buy. 8%. On the average, across the country, it's 8%. 8% on property tax. Or excuse me, for uh, uh, taxes on things you purchase. License plates. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bloop all that together. I'm going to say that you're really, really good. And we get down to 55000 now, I haven't included any other tax. I'm just going to get all the way down. I'm going to go from 62000 I'm going to take down seven grand in taxes that you pay over the course for everything that you pay 8% on, your license plates, everything else. Then you have tollways on roads. That's a tax. I haven't even started talking about what you have to pay for your health care. I haven't talked about your deductibles. I haven't, I haven't talked about the things you have to pay that are, that are incidental charges that you have to pay in order to put your kids in school. I haven't talked about personal property tax that you have to pay every single year. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because if here's, how, here's what I know to be a fact. If you got to keep all your money at the end of the year, you had to write the government a, text, a check in all of those areas, you'd know exactly how much they took from you. And you would know you're a slave. But you don't get to know that because they take it from you incrementally every month and you go, oh, I make a hundred grand a year. No, you don't. You make half that. You make half that. For every single person walking around, they have created an environment where you are their slave. And they don't want you to talk about this. They want to criticize me and say, Joe, but you have to have a government and you have to have utilities and you got to have all that stuff. Well, I forgot about that because you have to pay for utilities as well, which means you're paying another government institution in order to give you utilities and they're making a profit on that and then they're taxing you on that. Everywhere you turn, you are paying a tax. And the biggest part about this is, is that you are paying a poll tax, even though it says in the constitution that you're not to pay it to poll tax, you are paying a poll tax because the poll tax is, is that you're not represented. The poll tax is, is that you, they believe that you're not smart enough to understand elections. You're not understand that you're not smart enough that if a hundred people sit in a room, if a hundred people sit in a room and they decide that 60%, 60 of those hundred people say, I want that person. And 40 say, I want that person that the 60 wins. And that it is simple math that we're talking about. It is simple math. We are not talking about something very complicated. We have four people you can vote for. You vote for one. And all of a sudden, guess what? This one person has more votes, and they get elected. They have gone through the process of making everything much more complicated. And yet we sit here, and we talk about it, and we want to go back and forth, and we want to debate whether or not we live in a place that is a free country. Well, how free do you feel? Let's say you pay $1,000 a month. You pay $1,000 a month just for health care. $12,000 a year. You were at $55,000. Now you are effectively at 43000 
It used to be that your mortgage or what you paid on rent uh, equaled somewhere between you know, 8 and 12% of your income. Well, what is it now? It's nearly 30% of your income. And so you have $43,000 to spend on your family. You know, they want to stop the truth from coming out. They want to stop talking about this stuff. They want to talk about, you know, democracy and protecting democracy. And people want to get hooked up on the semantics. Here's what I care about. Do you have an opportunity today to do more and be more than you were yesterday? And I finally got it. I finally got it when I was when I was thinking about this and I was looking at what we are in 2020 versus where we are today in 2022. And somebody said to me, they're like, Joe, you know, that you're you came from a place where fighting was was second nature. Like you it was the thing that you did. And it's it's not the thing that my kids do. So my kids aren't predisposed to get into a situation where somebody is walking out and they're going to harm somebody else. I don't think either one of my kids would get involved in that. I don't think that they would ever step in the middle of it and make an assessment that this person is trying to hurt this person. They wouldn't do it. Yet I'm predisposed to say, hey, that's not right. I'm predisposed to stand in the middle and say a guy's hitting a woman, I would step in the middle and I probably would just kick his teeth in. And people don't understand how you could be predisposed to things like that. But, I'm, but the reason being is because I didn't grow up in the American dream. I, didn't, I, I, I am, am a product of the American dream. And so for me, it's much more important. It's much more valuable to me to have opportunity for my kids and grandkids. And by the way, this is laying it on. This is giving you some, some knowledge of why, why, and it doesn't matter about me, but, but why people who have done really well in their life, that came from nothing, that have talent, that have ability, that have the, the, the desire to work hard, why they want to protect something so, that they find so, so fundamentally important to, to the future of our children and grandchildren, because they know what it, what it looks like not to have that. But they want to tell you that that you don't have that you don't have the uh, you don't have the ability to stand up and talk about this. They want to tell you that you need to shut up, sit down, and let them handle your elections. That they get to dictate the mores of society and what is or is not acceptable. Reno says he's being generous with most of these amounts after Biden inflation. The family is lucky to have 35 cents on every dollar. I think that's my point. I think you're right. I know what it's like not to have something. I know what it's like to, to have to go when you, you know, I, we were talking yesterday with my friend, one of my partners, and his kids were there. And his wife goes, Joe, I, I told the kids I'd give them $50 if they went and pu pulled weeds. And I was like, 50 bucks? I'd probably do it for 50 bucks. <laughs> Today, I'd do it for 50 bucks. And we used to, we used to do it for $3. We'd, we'd go out and we'd, we'd practically do a, a three feet of snow, an entire driveway, go into the neighborhood, and you'd get three bucks for it. 
And it would take you four hours to get it done. It's like 30 cents an hour. But as a kid, I needed that money because I had to put shoes on my feet or I had to put a shirt on or I had, to, I, I had fundamental things that I needed, that my family needed. And so one of the things that I recognized is that I was willing to take the easy street there for a bit. You know, as a kid, I sold drugs. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. So I can take this and I can move it over to here and you're going to pay me five grand to do that, to be a mule. I'm in. But I started to realize that I had to give up something in order to do that. I had to give up who I was. So I, drugs will never hit my body other than alcohol, which I don't drink much anymore, but, but, it, but drugs won't hit my body. So I fundamentally had to give up going and doing something that would hurt somebody else with the same thing that I wouldn't put in my body. So I had to make a conscious decision. They're like, I can't do this. And I love the money. I did. I mean, if you, if you want to know why people that are in the hood will, will sell drugs, it has nothing to do with they're predisposed to want to survive. And surviving for them in a lot of different ways uh, requires them to cut through a lot of the barriers that you will never have to face. I'm going to bring this back together for you guys, I promise. And we were supposed to have Greg on here tonight, and I don't know where he is. I guess you're, you're working on trying to get a hold of him right now. This is the second time. Shame on us. We'll probably pre-record it. That way we can make sure it gets on and that when you hear it, you, you, that we, we, have the, we have them on. But, you know, people that are in poor environments, they look for a way to rise above where they are. Everyone has the desire to do better than what they came from other than those people that are handed silver spoons. And then they just feel like they're the slave masters. That's why you have the Rockefellers and the Clintons and everyone else that feels like we're stupid. I mean, the Clintons actually said it out loud that people are really dumb. They believe anything we tell them. But people in those environments, they want better. They see it. They want it. They don't know how to get it because they've never been given the tools because the education environment is so poor. And there's, there's really no value system that's created that gives them the ability to excel past the environment they're currently in. They become great pawns individually. If you're, if the, if you're in that environment, you win the lottery. You know, I like to say that, that God kind of picks his own. He picks some. I, I don't know if I... Pick some meaning that he gives people opportunities, puts opportunities in their life, and then they have to choose to take those opportunities. But if you're wondering why they sell drugs in that environment, why they're faced with all the things they're faced with, because everything's a barrier for them. So fundamentally, we have, we as a group of people, uh, you, me, we have opportunities that are presented in our lives. And most of the time, we just simply want to do better. And so elections don't make a difference to people in the inner city. You, what makes a difference is, is that somebody can walk into the inner city or walk into these environments, these poor environments. That's why Democrats literally are some of the most uneducated fools out there. They really are. And, and the reason being is because they are fundamentally not taught, and then when they're sent to college, they're fundamentally not taught there either. They're not taught there either. They're taught that they're a victim. They're used as tools, EBITs. And a system designed to keep them 
poor. Keep them guessing. Keep them fighting for something. The fundament, you'll never get there. You're n nobody that ever stood on the street with big rings in their ears and a Antifa shirt and anything else is never going to be sitting in the Oval Office. They're never going to be sitting in the Supreme Court. They're never going to be sitting in a doctor's office. They're not going to be sitting in, a, in an engineer's chair uh, building something like the Empire State Building. They're never going to be a chief pilot in the, in the Air Force. They're, ne they're never going to be those things. They serve a purpose for these people in order to seek and destroy and take away opportunity and to bring people down to the level that they're at, that the never haves, the never will have. And so when you steal elections and you create all of this chaos that we've created, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, why are they doing it? Why are they saying that this is going to fundamentally make things better when in essence, everything that they've touched up to this point and saying it's going to be better has become worse. How? And why are we talking about things that we can't change? Why are we having us focus on things that have no fundamental value to whether or not we can work the problem? See, when you're poor, it's real easy. When you grow up in a, a neighborhood where bullets are flying, you're like, I won the lottery today because I got to survive. I can win in the house if you're in Chicago. You can be laying in your bed, and no place is safe. No place is safe. Kids getting shot through walls because they're using ball ammo that go through three houses and end up killing a three-year-old kid. Their lottery is just waking up and saying, all right, this guy's going to pay me five grand to move, move drugs? I'll do that. So voting has no value. They don't see stealing votes as anything of value because their voice never counted anyway. And the people that are perpetrating these crimes are people that have never accomplished anything or worked 50 hours sweating their ass off in order to be successful. They will never get to that place. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. You know, I, I want to I, I go through this for a reason because I think that as you start looking at the why, I mean, how many of you walk around going, why? Why do they keep telling us this stuff? This morning we went through a, the Demcast. They take dummies. They take really stupid, cynical, morbidly obese people, and they put them in a chair, and they tell them, go out there and recruit more people that are as dumb as you, that will never accomplish anything. And we want you to equally surround yourself with people that suck.
that every now and then we will rise up a person like Stacey Abrams who will defraud people out of money and funnel money to her own purposes and pay her brother and have security detail of a million dollars a year. By the way, if you're not doing bad things, you don't need to spend a million dollars a year to protect yourself. Sorry. You know, I... You keep asking me the question of how do we solve the problem, and I will tell you how we solve the problem is we stop accepting the things that we can change. We don't have to accept the machines. It's not written into the fundamental document called the Constitution. Constitution. It's not, it's not written into it. Mail-in ballots, the requirement to have comfort and convenience is not a fundamental value afforded by the Constitution. It, people died. P people died so that you would have the opportunity that you have today. They died. They died in somebody else's private war. We, you know, if we start talking about what happened in 2001, September 11, 2001, we went to war in 2002. We lost thousands of Americans. Thousands. They went over to Iraq. They went to Afghanistan. You know, we, we, lost, Pat, we lost Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman, who, who, who played for the Arizona Cardinals, who stopped playing football so that he could go serve in special forces and went over to Afghanistan and was killed by friendly fire. And they lied about that too. They said he was killed by enemy fire and it only came out months later that he was killed by friendly fire. They don't tell us the truth about anything. They tell us the truth about nothing. Quick to take shots at me. Went all the way back to 2003 and made up stories, said all this stuff about me. And it doesn't really matter about me. But my point is, is that they don't focus on the truth at all. Because the truth to them doesn't matter. They want to go after people who have weak constitutions. They have weak thought. They don't have the ability to think for themselves. And they're going to convince them by hammering over and over and over again, there's nothing to see here. And every single time we transition, we get tired. We get, we, we get this thing where we, we lose our stamina. And we're like, there's nothing to happen here. Nothing's going to happen here. And frankly, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to convince you that this is going to be an easy path. But I'm telling you that people have died. They died. They, they literally got, they, they put on their stuff and they walked into places where they knew people would be shooting at them. They did all of that to protect you to have the ability that even if you were in the inner city, you'd have the ability to be a doctor, be a lawyer. I don't, but don't be a lawyer. Please don't be a lawyer. Be a pilot, be, I, I don't know, be anything you want to be and say it's possible for you to do that. And now they want to tell you to sit down, shut up, and it doesn't matter. The same thing I've been saying to Republicans and Democrats for decades. You get to stand up when we say it's your turn, turn to stand up. When we groom you into a place where you say what we want you to say and you do what we want you to do, at that point you can talk. And up until that point, 
You don't get to run for office over here. You don't get to run for office over here. They create open primaries so that people that are Democrat can go become an independent and vote to, to, to elect the Republican that is the weakest candidate so that they could win on their side to promote their radical ideologies. And the Republicans stand for it. And then we find out that they lied about the weapons of mass destruction. They did. You're right. They did. Somebody just said that. Who said that? And Elvis forever says Mogadishu, Benghazi. Look what they did to John Tigan. Look what they did to Oz. Look what they did to the people that were in Benghazi. Look at how they responded to the people that stood up valiantly and protected Americans that were at risk and spent hours, 13 hours exactly, defending a point to protect those Americans that were huddled underneath, who unselfishly sat on the top of a, of a building, taking fire, losing friends, to protect people that they don't even know that are underneath the building in Benghazi. And look at what Hillary Clinton had to say about that. What difference does it make? That was a long time ago. While they watched, in the comfort of their little room, Americans die. You know, you get attacked for standing up for and being Captain Obvious, and you have people that say they want to criticize, 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 because the only thing they see is the blindness of what they want that they don't have. I want power. I want money. I want the easy button. Yet Americans that stand up and do the right thing are constantly shot at. President Trump is constantly shot at. And then you have people that are protected. You know who his name is, right? Mitt Romney. Who votes for Democrat issues all the time. His voting record literally looks like he doesn't even know who, what conservatism is. He doesn't know what being a Christian is. We, we do have some good news, though, in all of this. If you work really, really hard, if you work hard, if you stand up, if, if you recognize the truth, and there's a reason why places like Wyoming are still conservative. There's a reason why places like South Dakota are still conservative. You want to know why? Because they haven't bought out all the farmland and turn the farmers into peasants. They haven't hit the easy button in those areas. They know and understand what the value is of hard work. The harder the working person is, the more likely they are to be conservative because they understand the value of what they are accomplishing. But see, people that serve in office, they, they wanna go be a politician because they want the recognition. They want the power. They want to be able to make money easily, hit the, power, hit, the, hit the Pelosi button, where you can go sit on a thing and realize that this company over here is going to be able to give, is going to get money from the government, so I'm going to go buy their stock and make $300 million. Our, our system is fundamentally flawed because we keep being told to wait. Some, something's going to happen. 
And by the way, the FBI comes out after they, they instigate all of these things. They instigate all of these crimes against Americans. And they're like, oh, you know, the, I can't believe they would stand against the, the FBI. I can't believe that they'd stand be against the government. The government hasn't done anything for any of us. They've made our life miserable. They've made our life difficult. They, they've, they've made it difficult for us to get anywhere except for where they let us get to. And when we get too high up, they send in the, their goons at the IRS and say, let's just strip them of their opportunity and let's make them reset and restart. They build cases and do things while letting people like Hunter Biden just go do whatever he wants, act with impunity, collect hundreds of millions of dollars, give a little bit to the big guy, pass a little money here and there, smoke crack, hang out with prostitutes, maybe do something nefarious with his niece. It certainly was inappropriate. We watch this over and over and over again. All the examples of the elitism in our country, which are telling us what we need to follow, are the ones that are getting caught for child sex trafficking and for abuse after abuse after abuse after abuse, and yet nothing is happening to them. And I will remind everyone before we go on that as we fight to take back our country and as we are all preparing for the future that lies ahead of us, how important it is for you to protect your family and prepare yourself to be able to do so. We're blessed to have a relationship with DCF Guns here in Colorado. They have three locations, one in Castle Rock and two down in Colorado Springs. Uh, but they have a ton of inventory. It's one of the things I love about DCF. They consistently have more inventory than anywhere else that I've, I've seen. If you need a handgun for concealed carry, if you need something to protect your home, go to DCF Guns at any of their locations. Uh, if you go to dcfguns.co, uh, which is what you're looking at right now, you can go straight to their online store, and you can check out the things that they do currently have in stock right now. Make sure that you get something that's appropriate, and most importantly, make sure that you get some training. You can do that at DCF Guns. They offer some great training by some really, really phenomenal instructors. So go get something that's going to work for you, that's going to allow you to be prepared, get ammo, magazines, whatever you need. They have safes, and most importantly, get training, get familiar with the weapon that uh, you choose and make sure that you and your family are protected. So that's DCF Guns in Castle Rock and in Colorado Springs. They have two locations there. Go to dcfguns.co to go straight to their online store. I, I want to believe in the greater good of humanity. I want to believe in the greater good of people. And, in, and that's why this morning I said, I don't believe there's 300 million people in our country. I don't believe there is. I believe that fundamentally you can lie about everything else. You blow it up the, the voter records and everything else. I mean, who, what's real, what's not real? They've made fundamentally what's not real, real. They've told you that you have to look at a man. Not only does that man, can he tell you that he's a woman, but you have to go along with the lie. They're now telling you that you, if you speak out about the fact that, dude, you're a man, that somewhere you're a homophobe. They're redefining words across, across the, the spectrum. I mean, I had somebody argue with me on it this morning, and I just said, listen, they said, Joe, we are a democracy. It's every form of a democracy. Have you ever known a republic that didn't, that didn't have a constitution? And, and I would say, I think you're fundamentally missing the idea of what it means to be a constitutional republic. But we want to argue about semantics and about things and say, oh, no, we, we definitely are. And we're, you know, we want to use 
you know, democracy as a verb and not an adjective. And, and, and I, I just say, phooey. Just be done with it. And let's fundamentally just solve the problems. And the problems in our country have never been made better by people in positions of power and authority that steal from the American people. We can go back 250, 300 years, 400 years. We can agree on that. The bibs and tax collectors that come into your community and take from you and shut down your businesses while giving it to the bigger business, doesn't that sound familiar? And yet I'm not supposed to be upset about this. I'm not supposed to be upset about this. And, you know, I had a pastor that came unglued on me and says, hey, scripture, Ephesians, this and that. And Joe, you can't use the word And I was like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't see that as a bad word. You know, I didn't want to go on a rant today and talk about all this stuff, but it's really hard. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. Don't use the word hard, Joe. Never use the word hard. Nothing is hard. It's difficult. You ready for this? Guess who is going to be out today? Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. Wyoming voters have mixed opinions on Cheney. No, it's... That's code word for they hate Cheney. They hate Cheney. There was a poll that was published that said that that Hegman is um, ahead of Cheney by nearly 30 points. I, I bring this up because do you think that they're going to let that stand? I bet you the poll is neck and neck when they're done because the, even the governor of Wyoming changed his party affiliation so that he could vote for Cheney in the election. What does that tell you about what's happening in our country? What does that tell you? It's easier to do what is not right than it is to do what's right. What's right is rarely popular, and what's popular is rarely right. They are literally telling you that they are going to circumvent ethics in order to drop their party affiliation to go over here and adversely affect a Republican primary because they want their EBIT inside of Congress. Mr. Producer, do we have the uh, video of Dick Cheney? Typically, just so you know, there's a video that's done for an endorsement. It doesn't start off by bashing and attacking. Evil does that. I want you to hear this. This is No Soul Cheney, the guy that shot someone in the face, uh, sent people into Iraq and Afghanistan, pillaged the people of that area by millions, millions died. We lost thousands of our soldiers. Tens of thousands were brutally injured by going into Afghanistan and Iraq under the false pretense of weapons of mass destruction. They lied to us there. They've lied to us. They've lied to us about everything. Let's go all the way back to Robert F. Kennedy, or excuse me, John F. Kennedy. Let's go back there. Who killed him? One guy sitting in the middle of the thing with a, I mean, I shoot guns a lot. There's no way, no way one man did the damage in that assassination. But I digress. Let's go ahead and play this. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward, 
A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. I want to point out his facial expression. If you'll pull that up, Mr. Again, Mr. Producer, just the picture of his face. And how he never blinks. If you look at that, that is contempt. Contempt, sorry, contempt. That is someone who just has nothing but hate in their heart. That is not the picture. Go ahead and screenshot that for me, Mr. Producer. I want to put that up so that other people can see that. Go ahead and take it down. I want to, I want to, I want to look at what they're talking about when they say that we have to compromise with each other on the Hill. Compromise has led to inflation at an all-time high. And they can't even tell us the truth about that. They say that inflation is at 8%, 9%. So let me just run through a couple things with you. Mr. Producer, gas in, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, in March of 2021 was how much? March of 2021. Because I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. It was $2.72. National average was two dollars and twenty five cents. Right? Yeah, I got on March twenty ninth, uh two eighty six. Okay. So two eighty six. So gas prices and uh, by the way, and I, I wanna I'm, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because it's not eight percent, it's not nine percent. Yet they lie to us about that. Is there anything that they haven't that they've told us the truth about. And, it, and they would say, Joe, you guys can't handle the truth. Climate change. They said climate change is the greatest threat that we face today. Not going hungry. Climate change. So we, we have to save you from yourself. We have to stop people from, from, uh, from ruining the, the, the globe. I remember showing you guys the fires that happened in California and it stopped miraculously at the Canadian border because arsonists were basically lighting the entire state and the entire, from California up to, New, to uh, Oregon and Washington, light, lighting it on fire. It stopped miraculously at the border because climate change only affects those states. No, they were out burning things to the ground. They were causing damage across the country because they go and they burn people's houses down. That's in essence what they're doing. All because they needed to promote climate change. They literally blamed obesity on climate change. There was some news article I saw a couple days ago that said that more Americans and young adults are obese and it's because of climate change. You know, it, it, is, it amazes me that we should have just called this liars, liars, and more liars. 
Here is a man that killed more Middle Eastern people, committed genocide. Let's call it what it is. You're like, Joe, we're America, man. We, we can't say it's genocide. What happens when you, when you stand you're up there and you're Madeleine Albright and you, you sit up there and you're asked a simple question, find it for me, Mr. Producer, and you're asked a simple question. And that question is this. It's a really simple question. Do you think it was worth it? And you answer the question, yes, killing a half a million children in Iraq in 1996 was worth it. I mean, think about what you would have to be saying in order to say that the death of 500,000, as many as 500,000 children, was worth it. Uh, look, I'm not going to be popular with some of you because you're like, oh, Joe, how can you talk about our own country committing genocide? And I'm going to tell you right now, how many of you have spent time in the Middle East and Africa? How many times have you spent time in other countries that the U.S. has foreign policy that interfered with things? Let's talk about Venezuela. Should we talk about that? Talk about the U.S. interference, the fact that Smartmatic came up from there, and that if you look at the parallels between what happened in Venezuelan uh, elections and what happened here, they're almost identical. Go ahead and play it. This is Madeleine Albright. Let's play it. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice. But the price, we think the price is worth it. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I think we fundamentally are at a different place when we forgive our own transgressions and we don't recognize that the apparatus itself is not designed to do good. It's a, it's a tough realization. Not because if you're elected by the people, for the people, of the people, but because we've allowed for organizations inside the government and around the government to grow with impunity, act with impunity, and not be held accountable. We, accept, we expect accountability until it's now revealed to us that they've been doing this for decades under fire. In other words, nobody recognized that we wouldn't even think about what they're doing to our children we never would have thought about a pride flag flying. We wouldn't have thought about it. We wouldn't have known that they were going to do this inside of our education system because the kids, it was normal to them. And then they came home and they're like, well, my parents must be crazy. And they're talking about Christian values. And they told me that there is no God that, you know, that, you know, humpalupicus, right? And just be a good person. I don't know. And I could be a pink unicorn. And I want to be a pink unicorn, damn it. So that's what I'm going to be. We wouldn't have fundamentally known any of these things because we don't think the way they think. But what else do you call it when you kill a half million people? And you're like, the, uh, Joe, I can't, how can you say bad things about America? I'm not saying bad things about you. I'm not saying bad things about even some of the Democrats out there that are really trying to do good and feed families and give them quality educations, and standing up for the most vulnerable among us, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying that the people that have built these apparatuses in our country are systemically evil. They're bad people. They want to hurt you. They want to hurt your families. They want to hurt your neighbor. And to them, you're an inconvenience that just has to provide them money. 
And if that's not true, if, if that fundamentally is not true, then why is Hunter Biden not in jail right now? And why was Peter Navarro taken off of a plane and put in, in shackles and, and ankle shackles? Why was Eric Holder, who was also held to contempt of Congress, not jailed back when Obama was president? Why? And why did the DOJ attack President Trump knowing full well that he had absolute statutory authority to whisper that something is declassified and is declassified? And why in the middle of that do we have a letter that states that he can declassify it, did declassify it, and yet they're still acting with impunity? And then why did the Mayor Garland come out and say, I didn't know anything about it, only to say he signed off on it? And why does Basement Biden and his little whatever EBIT say, oh, we don't have anything to do with the DOJ, while they're having constant conversations with the DOJ about going after parents inside of schools and calling them terrorists? And they say that I'm not intelligent. Let me explain something to you. I could run circles around 99% of these people in government. And this is all stuff, by the way, that if you just look at the fundamental value of what we're actually talking about, we're good people. We're good people that are letting bad people run us. I feel like we're in the days of King George. What is the difference? Here, here's a question for you. This is a big question. What is the difference between Hitler What's the difference between Hitler and someone like Hillary Clinton? What's the difference? More people liked Hitler. Yeah, before he went full Hitler. <laughs> Hitler killed his own people. Brutal. Hillary Clinton kills people indiscriminately. Go into an entire nation and just obliterate it. What did Obama do? What was the only time in modern history that we haven't been in a war? Oh, that was the four years that President Trump was in office. Committed no new troops to any part of the world. And why is it that that cut down on the fundamental value of how people make money off Americans at the expense of foreign deaths? You know, it, 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 it amazes me that I, when, I, when I talk about this stuff that um, I wanted to show you guys a bunch of videos and, and things of that nature. But I started to realize that no matter what I say, until we get to the place where it's so brutally uncomfortable for all of us, until we get to the place where it's uncomfortable for all of us, we're not going to get to a place um, where we're willing to do something and sacrifice something. We're not. We're going to continue to let the FBI and the CIA and the DHS and the IHS and the HHS <laughs> and the IRS, we're going to continue to let them dictate to us what our future is. There's not 330 million people in our country, guys. And if there was, then we wouldn't have bloated rolls everywhere. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have the issues that we have on a state-to-state -state basis. 
we wouldn't. We wouldn't have a, a 56% tax on every American. You wouldn't need it. We, we, you know, I would, I would, I would hope, I would hope that we get to a better place where, where we're willing to stand up for ourselves. It's easy to solve the problem. Get rid of voting machines completely. Get rid of mail-in ballots. If you want to vote, then get off your butt and go vote. It's not supposed to be convenient. It's supposed to be a privilege. It's supposed to be an honor, a duty. Excuse me. Let me take away the privilege part. It's supposed to be an honor and a duty to vote. I misspoke. And if we get rid of voting machines, we go to paper ballots, we shrink the precinct, the American people could rely on the voting process. Imagine how many people would, more people would vote. We have a summit coming up. We have a summit coming up in uh, the 20th and 21st. And that summit is called the Truth, the Summit of Truth, excuse me, the Moment of Truth Summit. You go to momentoftruthsummit.com. And Mike's gonna lay out a bunch of things about the 50 states. We're gonna try and get people to come together in one area, can bring organizations together. There's so many organizations trying to do this, by the way, that I just wish everyone would talk to each other. But this is, this is gonna be a place where everyone gets to come together. And then, we're gonna go through the details of the lawsuits that are out there. And uh, we're gonna discuss what the plan is. We're gonna go through all of the evidence which is abundantly clear. There's four deviations, behavior, science, math, technology, And all of those deviations happened in the election in 2020. And now you have people that are telling us we need to move past the 2020 election. We cannot move past the 2020 election. We cannot have a fair and free election until we get back to solving 2020. So as we go through all of this stuff and we start examining this stuff at the summit, August 20th and 21st, you have to become an ambassador of truth. You have to be out there sharing. You have to share. You have to share this information. You have to be, what is that organization that somebody came and talked to me about the other day? Shakely? <laughs> you have to become a Shakely rep. Is it Shakely? Shackley? I don't know. I don't know. So, somebody, it's, uh, it's like some multi-level marketing deal. We're not doing that. We're, we're the Paul Revere, so I just needed to go out there and speak truth. But I want you to examine it as well. I want you to hear what you're going to hear at the, the um, Moment of Truth Summit. I want you to tell me critically what you see, what you don't see. We'll probably have a couple days where we come back and we talk about it. We're going to broadcast the entire thing for two days. We're going to broadcast the entire thing. Rebroadcast it because we're going to be on every channel so you can hit the share button, share it across every platform, including Facebook and all the other things that you don't. If you're on those platforms, then share them across those platforms. And then we have to be able to speak the truth, which means we have to be doing more research. And there are a lot of people that want to tell us that, you know, that, that, that they are the holy grail, that we've figured it out. No, we haven't figured it out. We haven't figured it out because we haven't figured out the fundamental thing that we have right now, which is the strength of being able to stand up and say, no, we've had enough. 
I keep saying that we need to get rid of the machines and everybody's like, just be patient. And I'm like, patience is something that, that we, don't have, we don't have the ability to be right now. Because they're continuing forward as if nothing to see here and we know they stole the election. We know that they massively cheated. The, the Demcast deal is a perfect indication of their, it's not using technology, it's deception, it's a lie. They're saying stuff and doing stuff that make them look bigger than they are. They're developing bots. That's the whole thing behind Elon Musk. They're telling you that they exist when they don't. They're liars. And they're telling us that they're liars. And we're still sitting here going, no, no, no. We have it. We have it. We have it. No, we had it. Put the brakes on. Put the brake. Be done. Put the brake. We're done. Liz Cheney is going to lose today. Guys, we're going to have a bunch of stuff that happens that's going to be really good for the country, and we're going to say, oh, we got to win. But I think that if we don't start standing up and doing the right thing for our kids and grandkids, there will be nothing left. We have to stop doing the same things and acting like we're still back in 2020. We're not. It's been a two-year prison sentence for most of us. And it's time to stand up and say, we've had enough. They're coming for all of us. Not for some of us, they're coming for all of us. They want to fundamentally destroy everything that this country stands for, and you can see it. You can smell it. And now we have to be able to have the, enough strength to stand up to it. And I have to continually say nonviolently, nonviolently, nonviolently. Violence begets violence. So unless they put violence on you, then you have no, desire, you have no right to put violence on them. We do not strike until being stricken. And what that simply means is that all we have to do is learn the power of the word no. No. No, you cannot do that. No, 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 no. That's it. Let's, let's pray with each other, shall we? And I, I want to, you know, I, I wish that I could have somebody else call in and pray. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that someday. We'll just have somebody call in and pray. I think that'd be awesome. I want you to know that my friend... Uh, Derek is out of surgery. He had uh, open heart surgery and he is out of surgery and he is awake, which is good. They had to keep him induced for a little bit. So that's uh, some really good, good things that came from that. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, we had somebody that called in that, uh, whose son had uh, massive surgery. I think it was kidney surgery. So I, I'm, I, yeah, actually, let me just tell you real quick. Kidney surgery. Yeah, had one of his kidneys removed. And he is out. He is out of surgery and he is doing well. So we will uh, say a little prayer for and thank God for Adam and for Derek. And if any of you guys have anything, I'll be praying for you as well. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have. I know that we're, we're talking about what happened in 2020 and we're talking about uh, things that seem like we're just we're rehashing and doing the same thing over and over again. We just keep talking about it over and over again, and we're allowing them to lie to us about everything. Lie to us about what happened in the election. Lie to us about the fact that there's no fraud. Lie to us about the safe and secure election. Lie to us about the fact that somewhere along the line that we are the ones that are the conspiracy theorists or that we're not being honest. We're not being truthful. We give up everything. They give up nothing. We continue to push forward based on truth. And Father... I, I got to tell you, we're still thankful. We're thankful that you give us the ability to stand up. 
that we, we, we stand firm in truth. We don't stand firm in their lie. We know that they wallow in it like mud. So we're thankful for the opportunity we have to do your will, Father. We're thankful for the opportunity that you've given us and the, the stamina you've given us and the courage you've given us and the ability to stand up and to still have joy, still have commitment, still have the ability to have peace in our lives while fighting for what is fundamentally right, Father. We know that they are evil. We know the things that they are doing is evil. I would ask you, Father, to change their hearts of the ones you can. I would ask you to drive the rest of the evil into sows and run them off a cliff. I don't want an easy button, Father, but I would just, I would just, I would pray you'd give us the tools that we can actually fight back in our community and stop the heckling that is happening by these just purely evil people. Father, as a country, we have turned a blind eye to these apparatuses in our government. We have turned a blind eye to the FBI. We have turned a blind eye to the CIA. We have turned a blind eye to people that have done true harm to others and other, other nations. We have watched as they have killed innocent men, women, and children. And they've done so with impunity. We have watched as they have lied to the American people for decades. We have watched as they have self-dealt and given themselves access to, to money and power. We, Father, we have watched as they have been consumed by this unquenchable thirst to take from others and destroy people's lives. And Father, I would just ask you, one, that, that you rise up people in our country, that we can hold them accountable, that we can shut down these evil apparatuses and we can call them what they are, a stain on humanity. Father, I would just ask you to get into the hearts of those people that are in these, the FBI and, and these other organizations that are good and let them know that it's time for them to stand up and to stand with courage. It's time for them to take a stand and stand against the evil and the bad people that have caused harm and havoc to, to lives around the world. Father, I would just ask you to use them as tools. I know that, that Jim Jordan said that there are 14 FBI whistleblowers that have come forward, I would ask you to multiply that, Father, and to make it 2,000, 5,000. I would ask you that you would give the courage to people to stand up and say, you know what? No pension is worth watching my fellow Americans suffer at the hands of these evil people. Father, I would ask you to bless those that are listening, bless their hearts and their minds, give them peace, but give them conviction, Father, it's time to stand up and say no. Help them to become ambassadors of truth that as they speak, that it can be multiplied to people who can bring themselves out of the ether. Father, thank you. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, you know, that I wasn't speaking up a decade ago about the things that I saw and I, that, that, that I saw overseas. I'm sorry that I was apathetic. I'm sorry that I've watched as other people suffered. I'm, watched, I'm sorry that I, that I didn't speak up enough then. So I'm having to work harder now. Father, please, please bless Derek. Please bless Adam in their, in their journey to, get, to, to be healed. That they may have peace and comfort may have a reduction in pain that they can miraculously heal faster, Father. Father, I just ask you a special blessing upon those that are in places like Chicago, 
places like Detroit, places that are that there there there's a, a vacuum that that no hope exists. I would ask you to fill that gap, Father, with hope. I would ask you to reach into their hearts and give them peace. I would ask you to help them lay down their weapons, stop shooting at each other. I truly do want them, Father, to, to have something better than what they have now. I just don't feel like they can see it through all the, the chaos in their lives. I'll just ask you to step in that gap, Father. I ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. I don't, we'll find out what happened to Greg again. Yes? Yeah, I will. All right. You have anything else, Mr. Producer? Well, that's it. All right. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.